What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a, another episode of a Tip of the Cap podcast. Um, I know it's been a while. <clears throat> First and foremost, I'm going to go apologize if you hear me clearing my throat a few times or uh, my voice sounds a little weird. I just got back from Nashville from the ABCA coaching conference, and upon returning, got a little sick the last couple days. Hasn't been overly fun, but you win some, you lose some, I suppose. Um, that being said, uh, first thing I want to do is wish everybody a happy new year, happy 2020. Uh, the flip of the year, turn of the calendar, means we are one step closer to high school baseball here in the Western New York area, which is always an exciting time. Um, uh, you know, I feel like the, the four weeks of February feel like they take forever, but then the next three months of high school baseball fly. So, you know, enjoy the uh, enjoy the offseason while you can. And hopefully everybody's working toward getting themselves ready to go, whether you're a coach, a player, an umpire. You know, hopefully you're, re- you know, getting yourself ready, getting yourself fired up and good to go. Um, as far as the ABCA conference itself goes, I uh, just wanted to touch on the fact that I've never been to an event like this. Like, I've been to coaching conferences for the last probably eight years or so. And I can tell you that the... That like none of them have come close to this. This was so so incredible. Between the, the I mean, there were over seven thousand coaches, and so many guys that were there, willing to learn, willing to to expand their knowledge in the game. And the unbelievable technology that you could find by walking through the trade show was just absolutely mind blowing. Um, I'm going to spend only a couple minutes on this, and the only thing I'm going to tell you is. If you have the opportunity to go to this conference, you absolutely have to go. First and foremost, if you're a tech guy, there are speakers who speak your language nonstop. If you're a if you're more of an old school kind of I can eyeball it, I can see it kind of guy, there's guys that speak to you. If you're not and you listen to those other guys, they make a lot of good points about why technology is going to help the future of the game. And also why we can't go to strictly technology-based. So I thought that was very cool to see that contrast. Um, you know, there I, I'm not even going to go into, you know, my favorite speakers and stuff like that. If you follow uh, the Tip of the Cap account on Twitter, you know, you guys have seen I've tweeted at least one or two different things um, about some of, the, some of the great speakers that were out there. And like I said, it was... It was an absolutely mind-blowing experience. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that I got to see some people that I knew from back home. Uh, I saw guys from the coaching staff over at N-Trip and with the Junior Thunderwolves. Uh, I saw the pitching coach from Niagara was there. You know, there there were a lot of lot of Buffalo people there. And I also got the opportunity to talk to um, former guest and friend of mine, Brandon Eaton from Stinger Sports. They had a booth in the trade show. Uh, Jeremy Nowak, the swingman, was there helping out with them and also setting all kinds of crazy records on all kinds of technology for exit velo and whatnot. It was an insane weekend watching him do all that stuff, you know, and following him on social media was a lot of fun, too. Um, You know, it was just an all-around great weekend, and it's something I wholeheartedly and truly believe if, you know, every coach needs to go to at least once, I can tell you that we will be going back next year. Now... That's all I'm going to say about the conference. Like I said, I think it's something that I could not do justice by speaking about um, too terribly in depth. So 
what I'm going to move on to, what this is going to be is the first episode of my culture miniseries. Um, kind of like an introduction to it. And this is a topic I've wanted to talk about for some time. And I'm going to take, I'm going to try to get this to about a half hour. So it'll be a quick one compared to some of my ones with guests. And I try to keep the ones that are just me down in time just because um, I'm sure there are some people out there who just don't want to hear me blabbing a microphone on my own for hours and hours on end. So I think the first thing we need to do is, you know, a lot of people talk about culture. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you've heard our coach talk about culture and the process and getting the right guys in the right places and breeding success in that way. Um, And I think, I think the word culture gets thrown all around a lot. And I think the best thing we can do to start here is to define what culture is. Now, the technical definition uh, that we are going to be using here is the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievement of a particular nation, people, or other social group. So when you talk about culture in the sporting world, it's about your team. Um, It's about your program. It's about the guys that you're around and that you're building around. Um, I can tell you that I know, you know, when you're, when you're an independent team and you're, you know, it's easy to, to find, maybe not, maybe it's not easy to find, but it's, you're able to find and pick the guys that you want to play for your team that are going to be easy, you know, to, to, to work with and to coach. And sometimes, you know, teams that don't have the highest talent can compete with teams that are a little bit better on paper because of the culture of the way they work and the way they act and carry themselves. Um, you know, from back in my day, the, the Buffalo Mustangs come to come to mind with that. And their culture was, we don't, we know you don't think we're very good, but we know we can beat you. And they hung with a lot of good teams and they beat a lot of good teams back then. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we, I think we talk about it a lot, and I don't think there's enough done to put in a culture around our teams as much as there could be. <laughs> um, I can tell you, I know at Lancaster, we use a man named Mike Masters. Um, Mike is fantastic. He is one of the, if not, he he's the main guy that I know of um, behind cross-training athletics here based in Western New York. They work with a lot of high school teams um, across all sports about building the athlete from the inside out. Um, if you don't know Mike and his program and what they do, I highly recommend you check them out. Um, I would actually really like to have Mike on here at some point to, to talk about this in this in this miniseries. We'll see if I can uh, make that happen. I'm sure the man's very, very busy a lot, so we'll, uh, we'll see what I can do there. But, you know, it's... The culture of a team is going to determine what type of player you have and what type of type of person you are on and off the field. Um, I feel like that's something that gets lost a lot that, you know, we worry so much about talent and wins that we lose sight of the fact that we're we're building young men here in the world of baseball and young women in other sports and, you know, whoever it may be, we're, we're building young people who are going to be adults, who are going to be in charge of coaching kids someday, who are going to be parents someday, who are going to be teachers and educators and leaders. And, you know, you, 
it's got to be it's got to be about more than wins. It's got to be about more than Ws, right? Everybody wants to win. Everybody likes to say that they won. Everybody likes to say that they've won a champ, you know, X amount of championships over the summer, or that you won your division, your section, and you know, and or your state in high school and everything else. But the real, I think the real testament, if you look around, a lot of the more successful, let's just take. Let's just take college programs in the area. If you look around at a lot of the more successful college programs, they're big on culture. They're big on our guys, our way. Um, you know, look into pro sports. You know, the the people knock it all the time, the Patriot way. If you're not an NFL fan, look up Bill Belichick and the Patriot way. You know, they, they this is a group, this is a guy who basically says, I don't care how talented you are, you're either going to walk the line or you're going to walk out the door. And he has let some absolute studs go in his day. You know, he has let some absolute animals just walk out the door. And he finds success the next year in some dude you've never heard of filling in that guy's role and doing it just as good. And that's because they buy into the system, they buy into the culture, and they buy into the Patriot way. And that's a culture thing. That's That, that is, you know, that institutions of a social group and you know when we when we talk about doing the right thing it's not just doing the right thing when everyone's looking it's what do you do when no one's around you know are you when are you are you a guy who stands up in front of your team and preaches you know accountability and preaches respect and everything else but then you know you go on social media and bash and bully and berate people for something simple like having a goal or um are you a guy who sits there and you know you're a coach that still plays and you're you know you're that guy that goes out there and you you know you talk to your guys about doing things a certain way and walking a certain line and you know following the rules and then you go out there and you know you're rubbing pine tar on your glove to get an advantage on the mound and you're you know, stealing signs. I, I don't know. Stealing signs is a new thing with MLB because they're using technology to do it, but that's another thing. Um, you know, so are, are you a guy that goes out there and, you know, is a dirty player despite the fact that you preach against things like that when your team plays, when you're coaching? You know, it's it's tough to be a good culture guy when you're not a good culture guy. You know, and that... And I think we all fall victim to it. I know I myself have, um, you know, and that's a lot of it has to do with, in you know, looking in at yourself, investigating yourself on the inside and seeing who you are and who you want to be. You know, <clears throat> it's one, one of the truest things I've ever been told is, you know, you, you have to be true to yourself. If you're not a big culture guy, then don't try to be a culture guy. And that's okay. You don't have to be a culture guy. <clears throat> but maybe at some point you bring in someone to work with you that is. Um, you know, I can tell you, and I know that, I don't I don't know that Mark listens to this, but I know that I can tell you this story because I've worked with him for going on 10 years now. The, um, the very first year that I coached at Lancaster, I was astonished to see the change in the man that I had played for as a JV coach. And, you know, from year one to now, I can tell you that 
I am still astonished every year by the changes that I see in the man since we've started working with Coach Masters. Um, Mark's, Mark brought Coach Masters in after getting to hear him talk to the Lancaster football team and said he wanted them he wanted him to talk to all levels of our program. And the only caveat was Mark wanted Mike to work specifically with the varsity team. Um, you know, and I'll truth be told, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've told Mike this the very first time I heard Mike talk, I was probably 21, 22. And the first couple, like the very first talk, I was kind of like, oh, it's one of these. And then after like opening my mind a little bit and really hearing what the man had to say, it's astonishing the way, and especially, you know, again, I was young and, you know, as you grow up, you learn more. And I basically looked through it and was like, you know, it's astonishing to hear and to see the things that make sense in everyday life that this guy's talking about. And it, you know, it's, it can seem gimmicky. It can seem, well, everybody says that, you know, do, do the simple better. Well, that's, every coach says that, right. But does every coach teach that and believe that and breed that in his players? Um, you know, so looking at that and then like getting to know Mark the way I have over, like from the guy that I played for as a JV coach who, and I can tell you this was the guy that if a ball went through your legs, he was out there, he was screaming, he was yelling, he was going nuts about, you know, how do you just get your glove down, blah, blah, blah. And that has a lot to do with the culture of when he played. And that's, that's the guy he played for, you know, the guy that he played for, you know, even up into college was a guy that would sit there and, you know, he'd at Delaware Park hit a rocket at you on the ground. And if you didn't play like, oh, what's the matter, Sally, too hard for you? Softball's on the other field type thing, you know. And what does that do? That 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 breeds a culture that a kid is afraid to make a mistake. A kid's afraid to fail. In a game that you're going to fail 70% of the time and be, be considered great. Um, You know, so... That's the guy I played for, and lo and behold, I was shocked when I walked in, and you know we, we've had a couple interesting conversations to that point about how, you know, we did things a certain way, which may not necessarily be the way I would do them in the summer and stuff like that, and a lot of those things, actually, I would say ninety nine percent of those things were the same things. You know, we we did a lot of things the same without even knowing it, and. You know, it's one of those things where I, I went and I watched a guy make an error. And instead of hearing that guy walk out and say, hey, what the hell? You got to get your glove down. I heard that same man take the, like, take the same two steps that he would always take. And it was, hey, don't worry about it. We got you. Love covers. And I kind of looked at him funny and I was like, wait a minute. That was something that Coach Masters said, you know that love covers and it's the fact that you know what we don't care that you made a physical mistake we don't care that you messed up per se we got you we got your back the guy on the mound has your back the guy next to you has your back you know what the guy on the mound is going to throw a ball and the next one's going to be hit right at you and you're going to not only make a play but you're going to turn two for us that type of thing um you know and the most successful teams that we've had have, have bought into this have really, really bought into the entire idea. Um, simple things like players of character bounce back. 
you know, when something goes wrong, because it's not if something goes wrong, but when, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's not a matter of if, because things are going to go wrong. And guess what? The same can be said of life after baseball or life outside of baseball. You know, you're, you're going to have a tough relationship. You're going to have a bad breakup. You're going to get in a fight with your friends. You're going to have some family issues. You know, those are all things that are going to happen. I don't know when. I can't tell you what they're going to entail, how bad it's going to be, how good it's going to be, but they're going to happen. And are you going to be the guy that throws your, you know, if, if you're the guy that takes a, you know, gets a bad strike called on you and you throw your bat down and hang your head and guess what? You watch two more balls that are right down broad, the broad, you know, right down Broadway that you either swing out of your shoes at and miss because you're not, you know, you're not focused or you stare at and take strike two and strike three down the middle, you know, are, are you going to be that guy? You're going to be the guy that says, so what, now what? You know, am I going to bounce back or am I going to hang my head? Because the guy that throws his bat down and lets the next two go is going to be the same guy that when the going gets tough with, you know, being a parent, being a father, a, a being a good son, daughter, brother, sister, whatever it might be, is going to be the guy that walks out the front door. The screw this, I don't need this guy. And I think, you know... I think sports to a certain level teach character and then after a certain level reveal character. I don't think when you start getting into the upper high school ranks and into college, I think it takes a lot more to fix who you are it Takes and it takes a concerted effort where starting these things at younger ages about having each other's back and covering for each other and, you know, playing for the name on the front and doing proud the name on the back. You know, if you're a team that puts names on the back of the jerseys, I, I'm a big proponent of not doing that because it's not about us individually. It's about us together. You know, the uniforms should look the same, and if they all have different last names on them, they don't look the same, right? I mean, that's <clears throat> that's just me, though. What I mean, that's, that's my opinion on that. You know, and that, that's a culture thing. And I can tell you that, you know, I'm I'm in the process of creating the jerseys for the Lancaster team right now, the jerseys that the kids buy. And I can tell you that never, ever, ever will there be a time that we have a jersey with a last name on the back. So, like I said, that's, that's some culture stuff that we do, that it's not about me, it's about us. Um, you know, I, lo- I love the... I love the saying, you know, play for the name on the front and respect the name on the back. You know, so if you do put your name on the back of the jersey, you should act in a way that the people, like the name on the front and the name on the back should both be proud of you when you're done. And I think going forward in life, I think that's a great thing to do. You know, how many how many of us work at a job that you have a name tag? That you have, your name is on your shirt somewhere, be it on a tag, be it on, you know, a patch, whatever it might be. Um... You know, and I can I can also tell you, you know, the, this culture thing expands outside of sports too. You know, what what kind of household are you going to have? What kind of coworker are you going to be? You know, I I know that a lot of athletes, at least, you know, a lot of guys that I grew up with, wanted to get into some type of law enforcement at some point or another. Now, not all of them did, and those of us that did, I can tell you, part of the thing that spoke to me going into law enforcement was you know, the brotherhood, the the camaraderie, the culture behind it. And I'm not talking about the culture perceived by the media. I'm talking about the culture within. 
you know, that we are a brotherhood and we have each other's backs and everything else. And I can tell you that there, in my place of work, there are a lot of people that I'm not a huge fan of, but at the same time, if that alarm goes off, that they're in trouble, I'm busting my ass to be the first one through the door because that's a culture thing. I may not like you, but we're on the same team. Um, I can also tell you that that culture is not nearly as deep as I was hoping it would be when I started. Um, and maybe it is outside of the place that I work or the department that I'm in, but you know, that's neither here nor there. I'm not here to talk about my, uh, my day job, but, um, yeah. So looking forward, um, I've already spoke to one guy in particular that I'm going to bring on to have a culture talk with, um, you know, he's, he's a big, big culture guy. I... I have already spoken to another potential guest who is a grad student at UB, works with UB Athletics, and uh, I would bring her on at some point if she should agree to it to also discuss some culture things because that's a different side of culture. That's a different side of, you know, that's that's more of a societal culture. But I think as coaches and as athletes, we can help fix and better societal cultures by becoming good culture guys within sport, um, if that makes sense. And I have a couple other people in mind, as I mentioned, uh, I'm going to reach out to Coach Masters now that I've talked through this about potentially bringing him on to talk some culture things. And um, anybody else who wants to kind of come on and talk culture in one way or another or, you know, uh, have something to say on the topic, feel free to let me know. Um, I still have every intention on getting to everybody who wanted to be a guest otherwise. Uh, I know I have a few people that I've talked to on Twitter, um, guys that I've talked to sporadically via text message and whatnot that we just have to figure out, hammer out a time. Um, one of my resolutions for this year is to be more consistent with this podcast and to really kind of hammer out getting this thing really, really rolling going into, you know, spring of 2020. The other thing is, uh, I'm still working on the website side of things, uh, that's, that will be able to host not only this, but my other sports-based podcast, which I'm going to plug in a minute and also some potentially video and or written media as well. Um, and I would really, I would like, I would like to, if I could, either on Saturday evenings or sometime on Sundays during the high school season, kind of do a weekly recap of high school sports, uh, high school baseball, I should say. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is going to be to have other coaches reach out to me and give me stats and info. Because with coaching at a high school myself, I'm only really going to have first-hand information on the games that I'm coaching at. Um, I can tell you, because if we're not playing, we're practicing, I'm not going to have time to see a ton of games myself in the immediate. Um, However, I am going to be able to take information second-hand and put it out to our you know, or, you know, I'm going to say our listeners, because this is as much your guys' podcast as it is mine. I'm just, I'm just the voice that organizes it all. Um, 
you know, and get some kid, you know, not not only teams some recognition, um, but some players get some names out there, get people, you know, get people hearing some names, and you know, maybe who knows, maybe it piques some interest from somebody along the way, maybe it gets somebody noticed or looked at, or you know, maybe a kid has that game that gets him noticed by somebody that he wasn't even on their radar before. So, um, hopefully, that'll be a good thing for all of us, and we can go from there. So. Um, that being said, if you guys like what this is, feel free to check out my other podcast, which is more pro sports related. We cover a lot of football, Bills, uh, hockey with the Sabres, and some other stuff here or there. Um, if you want to really kind of laugh at us and stuff, we have, you know, we, we try to be more comical. We try to joke around a lot and share our opinions. We The three of us that host it, it is me, my buddies, Taylor and Matt. Uh, we are also doing a weight loss challenge for the first five months of the year because we both, all three of us, want to get back in better shape and start living healthier lifestyles again. So um, you can follow us on all of our social media. All you have to do is look up hats, tats, and stats. That can also be found on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's mainly host on it's hosted on Anchor as opposed to Podbean, like this one is. Um, you know, you can look up hats, tats, and stats on Facebook, Instagram. And Twitter and find us on all of that. Um, you know, we're pretty funny. We're pretty sarcastic. We're going to be talking a lot of smack to each other through this weight loss challenge because that's how we roll. And we're going to go from there. So um, feel free to check that out. Like I said, if anybody wants to come on and join me on here or on the other one, hey, if you're a big time Bills fan, Sabres fan, Bandits fan, if you're an NBA guy, we don't really talk basketball because none of us really like basketball that much. If you want to come on and say, hey, I'm willing to contribute some basketball stuff, listen, I'm in. So reach out, help me out. Um, you know, and I look forward to hearing from you guys again. Again, this is our return of 2020 and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed my little quick talk on culture and look forward to hearing more about the culture mini series that I plan on doing going forward as well. And uh, I hope you guys look forward to hearing more from me and from my guests because, like I said, I'm really going to try to be a lot more consistent with this now that the new year and the holidays are behind us. So thanks for tuning in. Like I said, like, follow, share, and subscribe. Really help me get this thing out there. Like I said, the more the more this grows, the better it is for everybody in Western New York. So help me out, tell your friends, and uh, again, Happy New Year, guys.